0: is always a time to look back and look forward, to reflect on the past and consider the future. This accounts for the two faces of the Roman god Janus, from whom we get January. Janus was the god of transitions and new beginnings. He oversaw both places and times, so he was the one who watched over gates and doorways, as well as times of change and transition. 2020 was certainly an extraordinary year. We learned a whole new vocabulary, experienced unbelievable disruption to our plans and routines. We witnessed unparalleled change, which wrought great physical, emotional, relational and financial suffering on a whole new level. Personally, we have really missed seeing friends and family and have a new appreciation of many simple pleasures. We did not realise how much we took for granted until it was lost. The deficits of 2020 have been significant and their legacy endures. I've not realised how many of my friends were experts in public health policy, online ministry and predicting the future. But as a community, we have tried to make sense of much of what makes no sense without descending into nonsense. For me, the biggest learning of the year was that although we are all in the same storm, we are not in the same boat. This was apparent in healthcare, food security, financial stability, racial justice, equality, and access to opportunity to name but a few. Positively, new opportunities were taken. Great and small acts of generosity occurred and solidarity manifest in applause. Lessons continue to be learned. And we all understand that what emerges after all this will be a new normal rather than a resumption of what was before. But we are in broad agreement that this current pattern is not how we want to live. Twitter sponsored a series of billboards featuring such gems as, If 2020 was a person, it would be my ex, and First rule of 2021 don't talk about 2020. But even as we long to move forward, it's important to pause and give thanks. We are indebted to many who have served and sacrificed on the front lines. I appreciate working with people of faith, perseverance and imagination and value each expression of love, support and encouragement. I'm thankful for the lives of those who left us in 2020. I'm grateful above all for the grace, mercy and faithfulness of God. But how do we think about the future? How do we enter into this new year? I don't know if you're in the habit of making New Year resolutions. Many cultures have traditions of making wishes or commitments at the start of the year. The making of resolutions has some value, but their focus tends to be on improving ourselves. And because of who we are, it is hard to change the very behaviours that brought us to a realisation that something needed to change. Research indicates that less than 10% of resolutions are kept for three months. Beyond that, even if we have higher ambitions, the scope of what we can change is limited. There are many things that are beyond our power. I was recently sent what was described to me as the best New Year's resolution ever. It appeared as an illuminated manuscript and is the first of four poems I will share today. It's apparently from a calendar by Bishop John Vincent in 1909. It reads, A resolve for every morning of the new year. I will this day try to live a simple, sincere and serene life, repelling promptly every thought of discontent, anxiety, discouragement, Impurity and self-seeking, cultivating cheerfulness, magnanimity, charity and the habit of holy silence, exercising economy in expenditure, carefulness in conversation, diligence in appointed service, fidelity to every trust and a childlike trust in God. Undoubtedly, this is at a higher level than the most common resolutions around losing weight, taking up exercise, saving more money or drinking and smoking less. I like that it is presented as a daily commitment and has some outward-looking aspects around charity, diligence and faithfulness. But it's still basically about me and my effort. By my reckoning, there are 17 things to aspire to in the 12 lines which is quite daunting. My second poem is another illuminated verse that I am more familiar with. It hung by our front door in New Zealand. It used to hang on Ailsa's grandparents' bedroom wall. It contains some lines pinned by Minnie Louise Haskins. It has some of the words written as a preamble to a poem called God Knows, that the 13-year-old Princess Elizabeth passed to her father, King George VI, who quoted them in his Christmas Day broadcast in 1939. This broadcast was made at a time when Britain was recently at war. Tensions were high and the future uncertain. The poem struck a chord. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. So I went forth and finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night and he led me towards the hills And the breaking of day in the lone east. At this time of year, when we look back and look forward, and in some measure look inwards, this is an encouragement to look up, to go forward not in our own strength, but taking the hand of God. The author moves into the future, responding to the call of God and the Lord's leading. The body of the poem is much less well-known. So heart be still, what made our little life, our human life to know? If God has comprehension in all the dizzy strife of things both high and low, God hides his intention. God knows his will is best, the stretch of years which wind ahead so dim to our imperfect vision are clear to God. Our fears are premature in him. All time has full provision. Then rest until God moves to lift the veil from our impatient eyes. When as the sweeter features of life's stern face we hail, fair beyond all surmise, God's thought around his creatures our mind shall fill. I prefer knowing what is coming. My calendar gives me purpose and security. But what God offers us is not peace and understanding. It is peace that passes understanding. As a leader, I hold up my hand and say, there is a lot I do not know and even more I do not understand. But together we can come to God honestly With anxiety and uncertainty, recognizing our limitations, responding to ancient words as relevant today as when they were first read to the people of God. Be anxious about nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. This is the truth as we start a new year, that we need God. Which brings me to my third poem, Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the mountains, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip, he who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Turns out that Janus is not the God who watches over coming and going, who sees the past and the future, or who presides over transitions. It is, in fact, the Lord. The Lord Jesus goes before us and is with us. May that God's power be at work in us and through us. My fourth and final poem is a blessing by St. Thomas a Becket. Archbishop of Canterbury in the 12th century. May God make your year a happy one, not by shielding you from all sorrows and pain, but by strengthening you to bear it as it comes. Not by making your path easy, but by making you sturdy to travel any path. Not by taking hardships from you, but by taking fear from your heart. Not by granting you unbroken sunshine, but by keeping your face bright, even in the shadows. Not by making your life always pleasant, but by showing you when people and their causes need you the most, and by making you anxious to be there to help. God's love, peace, hope, and joy to you for the year ahead. That this might be our portion. And that we who have seen the light would be bearers of light in our communities and in our world. Seeking the Lord's help as we walk towards the hills and the breaking of day in the Lone East. God's peace, hope hope. And joy to you for the year ahead.